Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Coming to you from the living room couch today, Sonny, um, currently moving from the far couch to this couch so he can be close with all of us. Okay, there you go, son. Have a seat. Get yourself comfy. Snuggle in. And um, so a couple of updates. Um, There through August is a 25% off sale on all my digikits, the JPEG files, the computer files. Um, So you can pick any digikit, as many as you want, and you'll get 25% off of uh, all of their prices. It also includes the signature pages. Um, So you don't need any special code or coupon or anything like that. You just go ahead and place your order and it will, the 25% will automatically be deducted. They're for sale in my Etsy shop. Um, One note is it does not include the ones that I print out for you. So the print and mail service is not included in the 25% off discount, but the, um, uh, the ones online, the computer files that you uh, buy on Etsy and then um, you get 25% off that, then uh, you just download them and save them to your computer or, or phone or tablet, whatever you like. Uh, or if you can't remember where you put them, they're eternally saved for you always on Etsy in your Etsy account and make sure that you, I recommend highly you set up an Etsy account and Um, Don't use a guest account because it's much harder to find computer files and things like that if you've purchased digikits or printable downloads from anybody um, if you set up an Etsy account. So there you go. That's going on. Uh, Fabric packs are available currently. Um, I only have a limited supply of those. So if you are interested, um, there are 40 plus pieces of beautiful fabrics that can be used in junk journals. They range in size eight and a half eight by ten down to smaller pieces. They're just smaller than that. And... um, Uh, That does come with a triple bonus of a very old handwritten uh, letter, um, also a, and and most of them are 125 years old, like like most of them late 1800s, early 1900s, so they're really, really cool if you've never had an opportunity to have um, a piece of paper in your hand that's that that old, this is your chance. Plus you're also going to get some uh, pieces of vintage magazine along with some vintage postage stamps, so there's a triple bonus automatically included, no code or coupon needed. Um, Okay, so when they're gone, they're gone. Um, And then what else? Uh, I think that's it for the update, so let's just carry on and go into... The wonderful world. I'm just going to take a peek at some of your comments right now because it gives me an idea of what y'all thinking. And, um, oh, okay. Um, Blight says, I have so many of those Bel Air cigarette coupons. Yes, they are plentiful. You can usually find them pretty easily if you put your nose to the grindstone. And uh, a lot of the things like tea, cigarettes, um, tobacco companies. I know there's other things too. I, I just can't think of what they are. But um, you know, if any, any, anybody, if anybody is from Britain or from Canada, I think I think Red Rose Tea is also in Britain. I'm guessing it probably is. But it, it was definitely in Canada, and you got this cute little ceramic figurine in the tea box. Well, in uh, Britain, they would put a tea card in many of the manufacturers' boxes for tea, and then you could collect these over time. And there were um, so many different topics. Everything from birds and butterflies to sports and movie stars, all sorts of things. And you could create collections and you were always trying to complete a collection. And um, I really got hooked on that. I was into that. I collected a whole bunch of those. I've got tons of completed series and I, I just, I don't know, I just love them. And um, 
So um, if you're interested in anything like that, that's a very fun piece of ephemera to collect. If you've never seen that, um, you can Google them, tea cards or cigarette cards or cigarette coupons. Um, Very fun. And um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I was talking a little bit about if you're ever at Aunt Sally's, who's um, uh, a... uh, you know, an example, like Aunt Sally, who you go over to her house, you're staying there for maybe a week or a weekend or something, and you didn't bring any craft supplies, and she's not sharing, you know what I mean? What can you do when you don't have a lot of craft supplies? And really, there's there's quite a bit that you can do. Um, always take a look at your immediate environment. Always take a look at packaging. Take a look at junk mail. Take a look at how I can make something simply, like just regular printer paper with rubber stamps, or maybe your rubber stamps are actually going to be your fingers. I mean, maybe you don't even have ink. Maybe you've got your makeup with you. I mean, if when there's a will, there is a way to create. So never let lack of a craft supply stop you. Always uh, put your improvising eyes and ears on. Take a look around, and you might have to negotiate with Aunt Sally a bit. First of all, I'd hit her up with, do you have any glue and scissors? Might be a tall order ask, and you may have to do the dishes that night but it's worth a shot. If you don't, there's a Dollar Tree or the neighbor or something like that, or just go into the kitchen and rummage around in the kitchen drawer, you might find a pair. Maybe you don't even need to ask Aunt Sally. Maybe you can totally sidestep that little that little issue. Um, and then just see what is truly in your environment. I would also go ask Uncle Joe because Uncle Joe might have a whole pile of magazines he doesn't really need anymore or old newspapers. A lot of people collect old newspapers. So you might want to have a little talk to them about ephemera and what you're looking for and what might be kind of fun to share. It might, they might say, you know, I've got this old pile of handwritten letters from my aunt and I'm, I'm not going to do anything with them. If you want them, you can have them. I mean... It's time to have these conversations, people. It's time to buck up, go in, go deep, and you start talking about this stuff. Why? Because this is way more fun than listen to Aunt Sally drone on about her arthritic hip. But And you can actually get, Aunt, you might even get Aunt Sally on board. You might get her on board where she's excited to start making something. Maybe she's going to start to maybe say, okay, well, yeah, maybe I have some old... Better Homes and Gardens magazines maybe you could take a look at. Or there's that little church flyer I came home with. Or um, I've got some playing cards. Can you do anything with these? She might start coughing up the goods. You know, we're even talking before the the will is read. And um, these are all crafter gold. We know that, right? We absolutely know that. So Aunt Sally's going to cough up some goods. Uncle Joe, he may actually be your deepest resource. you got to catch him out in the... um, like the garden shed, you know, when Aunt Sally is busy, that's your best time. Don't get them in the same, no, don't not in the same room together at the same time. One's going to always overshadow the other and you're going to lose a source. So you got to approach Uncle Joe on his own and um, let's, and, and please replace it with Cousin Joe, Nephew Joe, whatever fits. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, I always say everything is a resource and a craft supply until proven others. Well, everyone is a resource or a craft supply source until proven otherwise. Um, and you know, if they haven't anything else, just say, would you mind? I know it sounds crazy, but if you've gotten any Amazon boxes or packaging from, you know, things that you bought at Walmart and you just, you know, you th- you're going to throw it out, you don't know what to do with it. Can I just take a look at it? You know, because you're never, you, you just... You just don't know what I could do with it. I can probably pretty, I can create some pretty amazing things if given half a chance. So, okay, so now you've gathered a few things. 
maybe you negotiated some makeup from um, um, <laughs> um, Aunt um, Sally, or maybe she coughed up some of her, you know, craft supplies. Like she, she said, well, you know, I haven't really used my watercolor paints in a long time. See if you can do anything with this. And you said, okay, happily. And now you're over, you're on a little table. Maybe it's a TV table, a kitchen table, a dining room table, or maybe you're stuck outside on the, on the porch. Who knows wherever it is, but you've got, you've, you've sequestered a little crafting space. And initially they're all leaving you alone, but that doesn't last long because they're curious, you know? So they'll come over eventually. And then one of them will sit and they'll, because you're a captive audience at that point, who are we kidding? They're going to sit and they're going to start, you know, you're going to get their life story again. And uh, that, but you can craft and listen to their life story at the same time. I found that is possible. And um, so there you go. You're off and running and you are crafting away. And then all of a sudden, You'll see a break. You'll hear a break in the in the in the verbiage that's coming at you because all of a sudden they'll start to watch what you're doing and they'll they're going to have a question for you. That that what, what are you making over there? What is, what is that thing that you're doing over there? And you might you know say, well, I'm just making some little items so that I can put them in my junk journal later. And of course they're going to say a junk journal, and they're probably going to repeat it two or three times. They're going to say a junk journal. Hmm, a junk journal. What what is a junk journal? And the easiest way for the 10 second explanation that I found is it's the next generation of a scrapbook. It's where scrapbooking went to. Um, now, instead of just filling the books, we actually make the books. And you'll still get a lot of squirrely face look at you, but they like the idea, many people are intrigued of the idea of making their own book. There's some kind of feeling of legacy and permanence and kind of coolness about making a book, creating a book. And, and of course, you're gonna get the follow-up. Well, what do you do with these things? What are they for? Like, do you, do you, you know, what, what, what are all these little things that you're making? What is a, a pocket and a tuck and a belly band? And they're gonna start to wonder about all these things. And so you're gonna to explain to them, well, it's a nice place where you can tuck ideas and quotes and thoughts and mementos and maybe pictures if you want, um, anything that you like. And, and maybe you might say, you know, I have um, an interest in old and interesting papers and we call them ephemera. They're initially designed to be discarded papers, um, but they hold a lot of nostalgia for many people and it kind of triggers their imagination or awakens their memories from days gone by. And you might say, you know, maybe I like to collect old postage stamps and you might get somebody's knee slapping at that moment. Postage stamps? I used to collect stamps as a kid. Maybe I still have that collection around here somewhere. I probably do. Wait, I'll be right back. And he goes down into the basement and he comes back up with his postage stamp collection. Next thing you know, you're going home with a box of postage stamps. This is how it happens. This is how the junk journaler starts to um, gather items, um, often for free, and you'll start to create a little um, resource um, for yourself and it's a good idea to give them prompts like let's say because they don't necessarily know what you're looking for and it's not that you're a pillager you're not coming to pillage you're just talking about a common interest and they're showing interest and they're like wanting to connect with you so that they're they're thinking through their brain but what kind of crap do I have around the house that I can unload on this dear unsuspecting relative it will free me of my stuff and I'll feel like I'm doing it I'm putting my stuff into a place where somebody will actually appreciate it and admire it and see the value because they're thinking to themselves that that matchbox collection that they've been having for years that the Aunt Sally never liked but Uncle Joe loved this is that prime opportunity to prove to Aunt Sally that it was not all for naught 
yes, Aunt Sally will have to eat her words that this is just taking up space and it's just garbage and there's no purpose to these things. And you quit smoking years ago, Joe, and all of that. And you will go straight to, huh, finally found a nice home for those matchboxes and or matchbooklets. And I've picked up a bunch of those at um, garage sales and yard sales and often people will put them in, I don't know, like a popcorn tin container or some kind of big um, uh, vessel that you can continually dump them into. And those are cute. They're very nostalgic again and you can use them in so many different ways in junk journals. They make great page tabs too. Um, like just the face of the, the cover of those, you could just cut it off and use them as page tabs. It's kind of cool. Um, you could also go decorate down the spine and just like tile them down that way. You know, that kind of looks cool too. Um, what else? Okay, so there you go. You've got Uncle Joe and then Aunt Sally are rolling and they're off now ferreting around the house looking for what else you might find of use. And they're going to start bringing stuff um, that's probably too big and too bulky because they just don't know. You know what I mean? But you can like, you can gently explain to them that... Um, it, you know, thickness matters, and we don't want things that are too bulky or it doesn't work in the junk journal because they're going to bring you their parka from the time they visited Alaska back in 1939. And you're going to say, oh, that is so awesome. Um, it might be a little big to make in, but inside, make it to inside the journal or maybe even too thick to make the cover, but maybe I could sew, sew a cool bag out of it so it could be a, a bag to hold the journal. And then, you know, that's going to unleash a whole other, you're going to get all of Aunt uh, Sally sweaters. That's what's going to happen. She's going to she's going to come out with the garbage bag full of sweaters, and uh, your whole car is going to be packed to the hilt. And um, it's what we do. We trade stuff in the world and in life, and we feel good when we f when we give it to somebody who we think is going to put it to good use. I'm um, I've just had you know some of the most amazing, mind-boggling things given to me, and. Um, there's so much potential in everything if you just step back and look at it. Uh, you're going to get people who have um, given up on crafting. They're, they've maybe done woodworking crafting or quilting or knitting, whatever it is. And they're, they're saying, you know what, I'm just done this craft. I'm ready for a different craft. And can you do anything with these supplies? I mean, is it something that you might find? Of, and the word, my answer is always yes, because yes, I, I can see possibilities in there if I start thinking about it. And um, things can be cut, flattened, shredded, frayed, melted, colored, cooked, sprayed, dipped, you name it, things can be uh, transformed. So don't look at these items just as they are. Think about how can you transform them into something that might be fun for you to use. The keyword, fun. And um, I often do this when I see something neon coming my way because I'm not a, I don't generally go, I'm not attracted to neon. But um, a lot of people love it. But when I get it, I think to myself, how can I mute it down? And my go-to thing is coffee dye. I think, oh, if I can just like slap some coffee dye on that or I can ink it down and, and um, mute it down with some distress inks, that's another fun way to do it. Or can I use it as a base and I could just glue something on top of it? Maybe I can make a master board or a collage or a cover or something like that. So just don't look at the item. Look at um, the structure of the item, like the thickness of the item, would it make a book, good book cover? Would it make um, a good spine? Uh, could I construct something out of it that might be usable? And um, now you always have to be careful not to become a hoarder yourself. And I know it's very, very easy to do that as a junk journaler because we are constantly, constantly on the lookout for little bits and bops and this and that and bling and, and, and um, you know, everything everything just qualifies you know 
so far as something that can somehow be transformed into um, a junk journal piece or a decoration or this journal itself. Um, and remember, you're never stuck. That's something my mom always told me. You're never stuck. And what I think she was trying to say is just keep being inventive. Be creative. Think outside of the box. Think to yourself, if you got a, um, an old book cover but the spine is not the right thickness, you can change the spine. Just keep the front and the back cover and then just make a spine of the thickness that you desire and um, just secure it. And I've got lots of videos in the junk journal um, construction of covers and spines and signatures on how to do that. Um, so uh, you, you're not limited by spine thickness. And also, um, let's say if you've got something that isn't thick enough that you, you feel needs more structure, you can glue things together. You can glue um, pieces of chipboard together or papers together or you can um, sew a bunch of magazine pages together. Nobody snub the magazine. I mean, magazines can so easily be snubbed in the junk journal world, but there's so many possibilities with magazine. We should do a video about this. I'm totally smelling a video. Um, the fact of the way it's designed or shaped, some of them are stapled in the middle, some are glued in the middle, but they make a nice structure to make a cover or a pouch or um, an, or, an ephemera organizer. Um, they can also be deglossed or muted down. Um, you can degloss them or rem not remove the gloss, but cover up the gloss and end up with a matte finish by using an, a matte gesso or a, like a clear gesso or a white gesso will do the same thing. Um, you can make your own gesso. There's lots of recipes out there. I think I have one myself. Um, basically, I think it's water corn and cornstarch and um, white glue and not a lot of water, um, but enough to liquefy it so it's easy to paint with. And, um, um, you know, you can do a lot with Mod Podge too, with magazine pages. Uh, you can use citrusol to make the inks run from the, ma from the magazine pages, on the magazine pages. I would do that outside, it stinks, but there are videos on that and it kind of gives you a cool effect. Um, but they smell, and, and, and I, honestly, I never got rid of the smell. There's always the citrusol, citrusol, citrusol smell. Um, but it's not a bad smell. It's an orange essential oil type smell, so it's, it's, it's not bad. Feels a little chemical-y to me. I wouldn't do the process all the time, but um, I, know I would definitely do it outside if you're going to do it. Um, uh, but yeah, you can use magazines as your inside base of your covers, and they actually yield a very nice feeling. So I'm talking the, almost the whole magazine. Like you take a magazine and you open it up to the middle and you, you can create the spine and the sides, the front and back cover right out of that one magazine. I need, I think I need to show you that. If I haven't already, I'll show you that. I already forgot what the other thing was. Oh, what I was going to show you. I'll have to re-listen to my podcast. <laughs> you know, when the yacker gets going, it's just off and running. Sonny, did you write it down? No, he's asleep. He's so asleep right now over on the other couch. He's left me. He's left me for um, uh, a uh, couch with more room on it. He must be a little warm. Are you warm, son? He's not answering me. He's totally ignoring me at this point. He's sitting there with his little cross paws all uh, snoozing away. Um, yeah, so um, there is a lot of fun to be had over at Aunt Sally's and Uncle Joe's. So next time you're dreading going to visit the relatives, I want you to think about this and how it can actually be this enormous resource for you. Um, once you start kind of letting the cat out of the bag and or maybe, you know, telling them, you know, it'd be really fun to uh, just put together a few things while I'm hanging out here and um, 
you know, if you want to, you know, have any questions or want to talk about it, oh, they'll be all over you. Let me tell you, they'll be like crawling into your lap going, all right, what are we doing next? How are we doing this? What are we going to do with these? How cool is this? And then they're going to start with it. Oh my God, I've got an idea. I've got this idea for a journal. I've got that idea for a journal. And so it goes. <laughs> so have fun, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Happy crafting. Um, remember the 25% off special on DigiKits all August long and, um, fabric pack, fabric packs are available. Limited supply only. They're going fast. Thanks. Bye.